1: this is the Sue free show the pursuit of passion purpose and connection now here's Sue freeze
2: thank you so much for joining the sue free show I'm so thankful to be with you today you know today I was in such a hurry to get to work um, a lot going on last night I got home after a full day at work. And I got home and got on the phone with my HR department because I've been working on our employee handbook. I can't even tell you how many months. It's just been grueling. And part of it has been my fault. Anyway, at 830 last night, we finalized the employee handbook. I was so excited. And uh, today I was excited about getting to work, printing it out. And, and I get halfway down the block and realize that I left my dog at home. And I'm like, my dog always comes to work with me. So I'm like, wait, there's something missing in my car. I'm like, there's no dog in my lap. What, what, what? I'm like, Oh, my gosh, is he in the garage? Did I leave him outside? Where's the dog? So anyway, um, I'm just telling you that because we were talking about being human. And uh, yeah, sometimes we just maybe kind of slow down a little bit and take note of what's going on. Anyway, my dog's fine. Thank you very much for caring about that. And Um, We're all good, and the employee handbook has some final changes, and then it's going to be hot on the press today and uh, bound, and then uh, to our employees, so I'm excited about that anyway. So today's message is about patience, and when I looked it up on Bible Gateway, there were 16 Bible results, only 16, which I think is interesting that (laughs) there were only 16. And I actually printed out the scriptures because all of them, there's just such wisdom in patience. And I know, for me, I suffer with patience or the lack of patience. Um, and when I was walking in, I was thinking about it. Yes, patience is a virtue. But it's something we have to work on. At least I do. How about you? When things happen, it's like I'm just i I'm a get-it-done person. I don't know about you. But me, I'm a maximizer. I'm a get or done person. So when, I, when something comes up, it's I, I want to figure out, identify the problem get the solution, figure it out. Yes, and yes, I pray about it. You know, if it's something that is going to take time, it's like, Lord, this is in your hands, this is in your hands. But I know that so many times I'm going, okay, maybe I got this now. Or maybe if I just did this, instead of just, you know, sometimes we just have to calm down and wait on the Lord. And for me, that's probably one of the most difficult, difficult things for me. How about you? So um, when I was walking in here, the Lord just revealed to me that it's time. See, I'm a maximizer, so time is important, and I don't like to waste time. Some people say, oh, praying is a waste of time. No, it's not. And sometimes waiting is just the most difficult thing in the world because what? Tick, tick, tick on the time, on the clock. You know, it's like wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it. Okay, I'm done waiting. I don't want to wait anymore. I want it. I want it now. So patience. When I was in the elevator, the Lord revealed to me, time heals all wounds. And I started thinking about that. Now, some of you have wounds. We all have wounds. Some are healed. Some maybe not. Does time heal all wounds? That's my elevator thought process. Okay. And I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, somebody close to you dies. Do you ever like completely not hurt? For me, I still long to hear my mother say words that used to annoy the heck out of me. I mean, I would just love to hear her say just one more time, honey, it's just a situation where I'm like, I used to, oh, I used to mock her when she was on the phone and she would say that. I was, eh, it's just a situation where, and now just to hear her say that. One more time would be so amazing. And the reason I say that is, is because does time heal all wounds? Does it get a little number? Does it get a little less, more faint? Does the longing or desire get less? Personally, I can say yes, it does. And listen, if you're going through grief right now, if you've lost somebody, it's painful. And just know this, there, I did a podcast on this, I did a radio show on this, actually more than one about grieving and that um, there's seven stages to grieving and you can look up my podcast and my radio show about grieving because there's seven stages and listen, no matter where you are in the process, it's your process and you don't have to put a time element, a time limit on your process and wouldn't, doesn't that go for anything because you're not like the person next to you. And and they can't say you should be over this now or or whatnot. Um, this wasn't really where I was going with the show, but I feel like there's people out there, quite a few actually, for whatever reason that are that are really struggling with, with grief and loss. And I just want to tell you that that it does get less. The pain does lessen. Does it completely go away? I don't know. Um, for me, it doesn't hurt as much. But do I miss her? absolutely you know i've i've had other people too and even our dogs think about our dogs you know it's it's a lesser but it's still so strong you know those dogs are in our lives for a period and a time and um they're just like unconditional love to the max right i you know i heard a pastor say please god make me the kind of person my dog thinks i am and i want that too (laughs) it's a wonderful thing isn't it so i'm gonna get into the patience thing and um I just want you to understand that that time, you know, patience takes time, and that was what was brought to me when I was walking up towards the stairs for the show today, and it's it's a, it's really amazing, though, and time, we only have so much of it, that's true, and I tell people, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal, our lives, you know, we put things off, don't we, We put things that we need to do now or we really need to do, and we keep saying, I need to do that. I need to call that person. I need to write that letter. I need to tell that person how much I care about them or how much they mean to me. Listen, don't wait because there is no promise for tomorrow. If you have something undone, you need to take care of it. Do it. And the time is now, not tomorrow, not an hour from now. Do what you can to take care of business, and I'm listening to this too because there are things that are undone for me, and I definitely need to take care of them. And some of the ones from two weeks ago, when I said I'm holding you, you're holding me accountable to things. Um, I took care of some of them, but some of them are still sitting there. There's a letter I need to write to the people that mean most to me, and I was told writing this letter is a great way because it gives you time to really think through your thoughts, think through the words that you choose think through it, read it over, read it over again, fix it, change it. It's okay. Have somebody else read it just to make sure that the message you want to deliver is going to be just the way you want it delivered. So the other person has time to digest and read and and feel in the in the privacy of wherever they are. And they can actually take that and read it and read it again. And then they can Gather their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions of how they feel and what they understand, what they don't understand, so that moving forward, we can come together and be more intimate with each other and have, hopefully, a more in-depth relationship and conversation. Isn't, isn't the key here is to understand each other, put people before ourselves and to understand each other and where we're coming from? Doesn't that help in any relationship, whether it's business, personal, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to, to get to that deeper, deeper level. I didn't say it was easy because it's not easy, but it's so amazing when you can get there. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, .com. I want you to go to .com, and I want you to connect with me. And people say, why do you keep asking? Because there's new people all the time coming on this show. And maybe you've been waiting and you haven't done it. And maybe today's the day that you're going to find the time or the courage to reach out to me. I'm the only one that reads these emails. I'm the only one so that I will reach back out to you and help you if I can. I will do what I can. And if I can't do it, maybe I know somebody that can. So just reach out and I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there, Okay. So James 1, 2, 8, Trials and Temptations. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Isn't that amazing? When we go through things, you know, it, it sometimes becomes really overwhelming and sometimes we overthink it. Maybe we need to pray it, not overthink it. But maybe sometimes we just need to have patience and just let things play out. I had a situation at work where there was an altercation that happened. There was a misunderstanding. And um, there was a parting of, of the ways for a while. And it took some time for both parties to really think about the situation. And then coming back together again, we come with a new understanding or a new um the imagery is just different and our emotions maybe get connected in a different level but it's a great thing because uh, we we do get tested in our faith and in that test it produces perseverance are we going to stay in and fight for what we want and what we like or are we just going to abandon it and run off what what is the choice the choice is one of those you know are you going to leave and just escape and run or are you going to stand and fight Face the fire and fight for what is important to you. It's really big. And we all have our own ways of how we deal with things, don't we? Every single one of us. And is it working for you? Is it the best way to handle a situation? Is there a better way? I always talk about thinking about the goal, the end result. What is it we're trying to accomplish? What is it we really want? And work backwards from there. And if what you're doing, the response, the reaction that you have now, if it is not serving you now, then maybe you need to revisit that and say, what could be an alternative to that? What could I do different? Proverbs 19.11, were on patience because patience is so key and it does take time. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Overlook an offense. How are you doing in that arena? Do people offend you? Do people hurt your feelings? How do you respond? What do you do? How do you react? Proverbs 25, 15. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. Ecclesiastes seven eight. the end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. I do find that pride can stand in the middle of relationships growing deeper. You know, when we get our ego and our pride in there, it's like, well, how dare them, and oh, man, I'm... Uh. And that doesn't really help in the situation. So if you catch yourself doing those things, it's time to just have patience. Take a deep breath, say a prayer, ask the Lord to give you the discernment you need in order to feel the other person's feelings, to, you know, to feel with, the, with God's heart, to see with God's eyes, to hear with God's ears. And it's amazing what happens. There's this new awakening or a new understanding that brings you to a new position to where maybe you can minister. Maybe you could help this person maybe see differently. Remember our tongue. Remember the gentle tongue. Isaiah 7.13 Then Isaiah said, Hear now, you house of David. It, is it not enough to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Are we trying the patience of God by not showing patience?
0: Hmm. Romans 2, four.
2: Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. What I get out of that one right there is is that God gave us freedom of choice, did he not? All of us. And you can't force or control another human being And I know some of us have tried. I know I have. I've tried to convince people that this is the right way. But until they decide that it's the right way, the movement's not going to go in the direction that we're hoping for. It doesn't mean we don't stop trying out of love and kindness and concern. But it's up to each individual person to make the decisions regarding their lives. We can pray for them. That's our That's our um, decision to make on whether we're going to pray for them or not. And he says to pray for our enemies. It's easy to love those that are lovable. It's much more difficult to love those that are unlovable. And we all have some of those in our lives, don't we? Yes, we do. Romans 9.22. What if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience the objects of his wrath, prepared for destruction? What if? In purity, understanding patience and kindness in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love. Purity, understanding patience and kindness. If I stopped right now and I just asked you to do an inventory of yourself, and we did a scale from one to five, and you thought about your last week, just this last week, maybe just yesterday, (laughs) maybe that's all it would take. But if you just do inventory of your last week and the interactions you've had with people, whether they're husband, wife, children, um, people at your workplace, in your church, what number would you give you in patience? One being the least and five being the best, like you're really patient. Where do you fall? And if you asked two of your most close, safest people, people that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, what would they say? Interesting, isn't it? God uses people. He really does use people. Colossians 1.11, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Endurance takes time, too, so you can't endure something if you're not going through time. So endurance... (sighs) You know, it's like the turtle. He doesn't go that fast, but he endures. You know, he's slow, but he gets there. And then there's the rabbit. You know, the whole story about the rabbit. Are, uh, do you have endurance? And are you patient? What changes could you make in your life to help you with patience? I will be talking about that in part two. Colossians 3.12, therefore, as God-chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself. If you want to look this up, it's Colossians 3.12. That's so interesting because our pastor was in Colossians this last Sunday, and it was so good. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. That's Second Timothy. You know, God does know us. He created us. He knows. He knows where we need our work. And he allows things to happen so that it is revealed to us, and then it's up to us what we're going to do with that. And one of the prayers I give the Lord is like, I really want to learn my lessons quickly so that I don't have to keep learning the same lesson over and over and over again. So if I see a pattern of things that are happening that have a common thread, I know that there's a big lesson that I need to learn here. And once I learn that lesson, then the Lord will, re- will you know motivate me or reveal to me the next lesson. But I really want to learn the lessons so that I can be bigger, better, um, you know, striving for excellence in anything and everything for his glory, not for mine, but for his so I can be used. He's using me now. He's using you now. What is the message that you're giving? Patience and suffering. Okay, this is a really big one, isn't it? Patience and suffering. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. See, everything has a time, doesn't it? I thought about this when I was walking up to my little daughter, Tiana, who's now uh, 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 pregnant again. I think it's okay to say that. Um, she's pregnant again, and this will be number three. Um, yes, we're excited about that. And we know what the gender is, but I don't know if she's revealed it, so I'm going to leave that one alone. Thank you, Tiana. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you handle that one. Uh, anyway... When I was, uh, you know, mothering uh, younger, when they were younger, I used to make homemade bread because I'd go to my dentist and they'd always make this homemade bread in the dentist. And I'd think, that's, that's odd. But I couldn't wait to walk in the dentist office, which I, it's not my favorite place to be. How about you? But I loved walking in, opening that door and smelling the, the fresh baked bread. So I decided to, to uh, do this at home. So one day I, I was doing it and, you know, the leaven and you have to let it lift and uh, rise and everything in the machine and uh, my little daughter, she used to jump up on the counter and everything and kind of hang out with me while I was cooking. And I'd like to teach them how to do these things because I think that's what we're supposed to do. Shopping, cooking, you know, those things. Just those normal house, household things you, you teach your children. Anyway, so um, I did the right time. I timed everything just perfectly. And I left the room. I came back. And you're not supposed to lift it. So I went through the whole time. And it's time, like hour. An hour, two hours, whatever it was. It was a long time ago. And I came back when I was allowed to open up the lid and nothing had happened. It didn't rise. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Something. I must have missed something. The yeast or the something. I must have missed something. And then I did it again. And the same thing happened again. And I'm like, what is the matter? What am I doing wrong? And so then I went for round three. And I came in and my little daughter was up on the counter. And she had lifted up the lid when you're not supposed to lift up the lid, so it didn't rise because she lifted up the lid at the wrong time. My daughter showed a lack of patience, and it caused the bread not to rise. And it was funny. I was I was happy that I hadn't made a mistake, and it was so cute that she was so impatient. Um, and I just remembered that lesson, and we talk about we laugh about that even now. We laugh about her and how she. Made it seem like I was messing up and I wasn't messing up. She just didn't know that she wasn't supposed to lift up that lid and she needed to be patient. So the next time I had to teach her, no, you cannot lift that. We have to wait. And it was a lesson on patience. And look what happened when we were patient. The most amazing smell, the most amazing bread. So the story is wait. You know, sometimes you just need to wait. The farmers wait for their crop. You know, they plant, they, they do everything they do to cultivate and make the dirt just perfect, and then they plant that seed, and then they water it, and they know they have to wait a certain length of time, and then all of a sudden that sprout comes up and water it some more, and, you know, things happen. But it takes patience. So it's a great story, isn't it? So um, that's that's the message for today. Part one is patience. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So good, so good. We will be back with more of The Sufri Show right after this brief break. And we'll have part two. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season New customers get $50 off any initial
0: treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable.
2: Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call Ecola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com.
0: E. cola, powerful termite and pest control.
2: As gentle as a butterfly. E. cola,
0: 877-332-BUGS.
1: SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
2: Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. I'm so thankful that you sponsored this show and you've been sponsoring it for over 13 and a half years. If you'd like to sponsor, get in touch with us and we will be happy to talk to you about that. I know a little bit about it and um, it's really inexpensive and it would be great if you wanted to be part of this and I would help you any way I could because someone helped me along the way and and we're supposed to pay that forward and I'm happy to do it. It's fun. Anyway, so... um, I wrote a book on learning to breathe. It's about my journey with Tyson and his asthma. It is the reason why Ecola uh, has this passion to have different ways of, of taking care of the problem, whether it's roaches, fleas, termites, whatever it is. We have other ways of taking care of it that are less invasive and sometimes the not the use of non-chemical products or methods. So... If you're interested in that, we would love to hear from you. Also, just a side note for hiring, we are hiring. We have six offices from San Diego all the way up to San Luis Obispo, and we need people, not just anybody. We need high quality, great attitude, clean driving record, and someone that's not uh, afraid of getting dirty and agile because it's a physical job. You are outside and you're meeting a lot of wonderful customers that listen to our Christian stations, and uh, we would just love to be able to take care of you, too. Anyway, so there you go. So we're talking about patience, and this is part two of patience, and I'm going to start with a scripture, and it's 2 Peter 3.15. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. There is a scripture that I have uh, on my on on a piece of paper, and it says Exodus fourteen fourteen. The Lord will fight for you; you need only to be still. The Lord will fight for you; you only need to be still. Sometimes when we're in the middle of whatever, there's turbulence happening, there's crisis happening, there's difficulties happening. We tend to want to just get in there and you know fix it, just fix it, right? And sometimes He wants us just to take a step back, take a deep breath. And just be still and let the Lord fight for us. And sometimes that takes time. And sometimes time is difficult for us to give because we're impatient. And I have found in my years that I can do everything I can possibly do. And then I still realize that I have to take a step back and just wait. I just have to wait on the Lord, be still and know that he is God. And I just wait and that time gives people time to think, gives time for people to th- to feel, to um, contemplate. Maybe miss you. Maybe, oh man. Maybe I was thinking completely wrong. Who knows? You know. Maybe it could be just about anything. But sometimes that time, it's not you that needs that extra time. Maybe it's the other person that needs some time to just regroup. Maybe whatever happened really wasn't you at all. Maybe it was this other person, whatever they're going through, and maybe they're not even sure what that is. And giving them a little time to just be helps with the situation throughout. Another scripture that I have, and I have this on my um, my computer at work. It says, "It's First Corinthians thirteen four. Love is patient." That's the first thing it says: "Is love is patient." And then it says, love is kind. Take an inventory of where you are. Are you patient? Are you kind? It does not envy. Do you envy? It does not boast. Do you? And it's not proud. Proud people have a hard time saying they're sorry. Have you found that to be true? I have. It's those proud people that say, oh, it's somebody else's fault. Somebody, you know, It's somebody else's fault. And that, that old saying, that finger pointing at you, there's three pointing back. At the person that's pointing. And that is so true, so many times. And I think about that. <clears throat> so I have to ask you are you patient? Are you kind? Do you envy? Do you boast? And are you proud? So when we talk about, think about patience and how patience is time, it takes time to be patient. Just think about that. You know, if you're patient, it's you're waiting. Patience is waiting. And waiting is a time thing. It's taking time because you have to wait. You're waiting in line. You're waiting for your appointment. You're waiting for uh, the cookies to get out of the oven. You're waiting for their light to turn green. You're waiting. And you have to be patient. Or the cookie's not going to be cooked all the way. The light is red and you go before it turns green. Well, you know what could happen there so waiting is important for us and having patience in that time is important would you not agree yes i'm sure you would so um i i looked up patience and there was um an article in there that says 20 ways to be more patient today are you interested in knowing how to be more patient today i was i was kind of interested in in what these topics would be or or what the what they would be so here's one When you're wanting to be patient, patient, number one is choose to grow. It's much easier to be patient when you see the greater design of things. Frustrating moments, people, and situations can all teach us something. If we choose to learn the lesson, if we choose to grow, are you choosing to learn the lesson? Are you choosing to grow? The next one is to live strong. Now, that's an interesting statement. Live strong. The word for me right now is warrior. I feel like a warrior. I feel like I'm going through this year as a warrior. It's like I'm fighting these fights in the spiritual world, uh, in in the real world like this world, but in the spiritual world, and I feel like I'm having to be a warrior. So live strong. Life is hard, but we can do hard things. Don't ever forget that. Do you realize that you can do hard things and you will conquer and be a warrior? Three, appreciate life. This is how we can be patient. This is how we can practice patience is appreciate life. Think about the people in your life that, that show and share gratitude. Do they seem like happy people to you? I had to I had to think about that because I have a specific person probably listening right now. His name is Daniel. He works with me and he just says, I appreciate you to me. And I told him today that by him saying that to me, it's helping me be able to say it to other people because I know how it makes me feel. When he says that, I feel good. And how many of us out there want to make other people feel good? You can't make somebody happy. You can't. But you sure can keep them from, you know, not wanting to be with you, right? Are you an inspire and an encourager? or Are you somebody that, oh, man, is somebody happy when you walk in the door or are they happy when you leave? I know. Some of you are going, ooh, ow. (laughs) But it's true, isn't it? And what do you want? So appreciating, appreciating those that are around you and vocalizing it. I appreciate people so much, but sometimes I don't take that one second to just say thank you, or I don't take that second to say I appreciate you, or I appreciate that you did that for me. You know, you got that cup of coffee for me today. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. Sometimes I don't take that second to just vocalize what's on my mind or What's at the tip of my tongue? So if that's you, which I guarantee you that all of us probably out there could get better at this, no matter how good you are. Even Daniel would say, yeah, I need to get better at this. He would. I know he would. Oh, look for all the great things that are in front of you right now. Never take for granted your loved ones, the beauty of the world, and the moments that make life worthwhile. And you will definitely become more patient. And you will also... Feel the joy of the Lord. He says, give thanks in all things, not just when you feel like it, not when it's just good, but in all things, give thanks. There's a reason for everything. It could be a life lesson. Whatever the case is, be thankful in all things. Four, accept what is. Sometimes we fight that, don't we? We fight what is. And in identifying what is, is, what is it? You don't have to like what is or even agree with it. You just have to accept it. In accepting what is, we stop fighting with ourselves over things. We can breathe, take a good look, and see this is what is happening right now, and that is patience. Five, live in the paradox. How many of you feel like you're living in this world that's just paradoxical? If you don't have clarity or if things seem to be paradoxical or confusing, go ahead and live in the paradox for a while. Give yourself time for things to work themselves out instead of impatiently forcing an outcome. Good advice. And that's being patient, isn't it? It's living in it for a while. Let it figure itself out or until you figure it out. Six, ask How? This is so good. Listen carefully to this one. Ask how. Don't get stuck in the whys of life. Don't get stuck in the whys of life. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I just be good at this? Instead, ask how can I carry on? How do I do what I'm being asked to do better? How is the question of patience, not why? If you make that one change, I see people right now just going, aha moment, aha moment, not why, but how. My thing is not, it's like, well, how did that happen and how can we do it better next time? Those are things that come out of my mouth. Why is it like this? Well, how can we do it different? What's better? You're listening to. The Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, bet like fries, one word dot com. Go there, check it out, connect. There's so much information there for you. And connect with me. I really would love to hear from you. Number seven, fake it till you make it. One of the best ways to practice patience is to act as if, for a while, act as if this thing didn't bother you. Or as if you know what you're doing. I'm not saying you should be fake no, I am definitely all for authenticity and being real. But faking it for a while is a great way to get through the tough moments with patience. Is that the same thing as taking a deep breath and just not saying anything, not acting on anything, just whew? It's not being fake. It's just that you're, sometimes we have to learn, you know, you have to uh, practice until it becomes better. I don't believe practice makes perfect I believe practice makes better. How about you? Eight, slow down and see. Life is so busy and it can be a huge cause of impatience. Slowing down allows us to see and appreciate the richness. Number nine, how many of us are not getting enough sleep each night? That's the next one. Get enough sleep. When we're too tired, we don't cope well. Period, period, end of story. Get your seven to nine hours per night and take naps as needed to refresh you and give you a boost in patience. How many of you have never thought about taking a nap? I challenge you to take a nap just, you know, around 12, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you know, remove your calendar, get everything off of there, and just take, even if it's an hour. It's just an hour. It's almost like you're getting two days in one. Try it. I, I've done this, and I tell you it's amazing what it can do for you. Practice deep breathing and or meditation. Practicing deep breathing every day helps it become a habit. And taking a few deep breaths when stress comes our way can hugely affect our level of patience. Meditation is also a wonderful practice, taking us out of thinking mind and into our soul. I have not practiced meditation. I do close my eyes and I pray and I ask the Lord to reveal to me and give me discernment. And that's kind of my way. It's just, and visually, I will say that visually, I like to go to this place that makes me the most relaxed. And that place is like the ocean, and I can, um, you know, imagine the ocean crashing on the sand. And the smell, oops, the smell, (laughs) I'm using my hands, so talkative with my hands. Um, And I smell the ocean breeze, and I can hear the birds um, tweeting. And I can see the seagulls, and it just, it, it kind of gets me in this happy place, this place where I'm just calm. It's a very calming place. And uh, I'm praying, though, praying for the Lord to just reveal to me what he wants in the next moment, the next step. It's really good. Look for the love. If we want to be patient, it helps to understand why. Now Now we're, now we're talking about the why. It's really about love. Loving ourselves and our growth to be the best we can be and, of course, loving others. When you're about to lose your patience, we all get there, especially with your kids or other loved ones, stop and remember the love. What's really important here? Remember that. Remember what's really important here. Write it out. Writing is one of the greatest tools for personal growth, for it helps us get things out of our head and onto paper, where we can go back and examine it. Writing helps us see what's really going on and helps us gain perspective to increase our patience. Number 12 is where I need to go. That's the one. Not that I don't need all of them, because I, I do. How about you? Um, but writing it out is something that I used to do a lot more frequently. And typing is not the same as writing, I can tell you. Because it's using your, the handwriting and reading your handwriting and, and just, it's amazing. Even if you're studying, it helps to write things out and read your own handwriting. But write out what you want out of life. Write out the kind of person you want to be. Write out the strengths you have. Write out the weaknesses you have. Write out your blessings. Write it down. Write out what you're thankful for. It's so good to do this as a practice. And then, the, you know, the, the patience level. You know, where are we on our patience? And then using these tools, these, these 20, uh, you know, obvious things, but not so obvious, to regain or gain our patience. Thirteen, use a thought record to try to understand things better. Understanding the connection between your thoughts, feelings, body, and behavior is powerful. For it helps you identify thoughts that hold you back. A thought record can help you tease feelings and thoughts apart and give you the opportunity to challenge and change unhealthy thoughts, creating more patience. This is a great article, though. And um, this article was written, I'd like to give credit where credit is due, is by Dr. Christina Hibbert. This is her, not me. I am just sharing it with you because I think it's very helpful. Number 14, it goes to 20. I'm thinking I'm going to have enough time. If not, I'm going to talk faster. Learn about the spiral of change. If you're impatient about making change, understanding this model can be hugely helpful. There's a lot more to making change than meets the eye. And usually we're making more progress than we believe. 15, be kind to yourself. If you're impatient with yourself over your faults, focus on self-love. Do something nice for yourself. Recognize your strengths and embrace your weaknesses as areas in which you can grow. That's really good, isn't it? We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to be patient with ourselves. I'm not. I'm my I'm my world's biggest critic for myself. And um uh, I'm hard on myself. How about you? People say, Man, you're really you're you're really um beating yourself up there. And I said, Yeah, I kinda am. I just don't want to do this again. I don't want to go down this road again. I want to learn this lesson now. So take time out. This is great for parents. Parents, are you listening? Take time out. We give our kids a time out when they need to settle down, and it works just as well for adults. It's also great when we're feeling frustrated with a project or a person. Taking time to let our bodies calm down can increase our brain power, mental clarity, and understanding leading to greater patience. See this is what I was talking about. Sometimes we need, we do need a time out. We need time to just let the other person think and feel and understand what's going on with them. Have you ever? I know this has happened with me is that sometimes something will happen and there'll be a reaction. I I will react and I'll go, "Wow, where did that come from?" Have you ever experienced that? Where did that come from? I'm like, "I have no idea where that came from." And then I try to do a background check on myself to figure out where that what happened there? What was I feeling, and what created that what What was going on there? and then I put a uh, you know the action or reaction with what i'm feeling, and then sometimes it makes more sense, and sometimes in our belief system, because a lot of the things that happen with us is based on our belief. now maybe the belief is not true, maybe it's not a true belief, and maybe that's our opportunity that the Lord's trying to reveal to us. That there needs to be a change in our maybe stinking thinking. It maybe needs to change in a belief system that's really not accurate. And I'm stopping and I'm being quiet for a minute because I really want you to hear that. Is that sometimes it's an opportunity for us to evaluate and then change. And we can make a mental note that, oh, from now on, I'm not going to think that. I'm going to change that thought with this thought and this thought is going to be a God thought it's going to be what God says about you and if you want to know more about that go to Sue Free like fries one dot com go there please go there and there is a tile that you can push and you can get free three pages of free I am's and when you read those in the morning and read those at night you will change your belief system to where it's going to be what God says about you and it's a really important thing to do in the Bible it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind be transformed by the renewing of your mind how do you do that you have to change sometimes your thinking or your belief system how do you do that this is how number 17 remember you can't have all the answers all the time why not doggone it that's what i say back to that but we don't do we we don't always have the answers god has the answers but we don't have the answers and the bible has our answers but sometimes we don't even know where to look do we It's the questions that matter most anyway. As poet Rainier Maria Wilkie once said, be patient toward all that is unresolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions. I'm going to have to think about that one for a little while. Maybe you do too. But we don't have all the answers. You know, I, I asked a, a very strong Christian once, my mother-in-law actually, and I said, why did my dad die at 60 of lung cancer? He was so young. He, he just, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't figured things out yet. Why, why did he die? And my mother-in-law said, it's not for us to ask why. It's not for us to understand. Someday, Susie, you will understand. But right now, we don't have all the answers. That's a very good answer. I love you, Mom. 18. Recognize the power of your body and hormones. Oh boy. This hits home for me right now, and not because of my hormones, because of some people that I'm dealing with right now, and it's very interesting that this is on here. Some days are just going to feel harder than others, and your patients will suffer more. Understanding how hormones and other factors like sleep, exercise, and substance use affect your ability to think and feel healthy is an important part of being patient with yourself. On the hard days, give yourself a break, knowing it will soon pass if you take care of your body's needs. Now, on this, I'm going to say that if you know you have uh, some issues in this department, it's not the time to make very important decisions when you're in the middle of this. It's time to be patient with yourself, patient and let, allow uh, things to calm down so that you can be thinking um, more wisely. It's very important that we understand what, you know, what is going on to a certain degree. And, you know, whenever you've got a very heightened emotional state, is that the right t- time to make an important, very important decision? Probably not. A, w- a wise person would say, not the best time. You know, let's do timing. Let's, let's be patient and let's calm down. Let's bring it down before we make a decision in this. This is not the right time to make this big decision. No matter how I'm feeling right at this moment, not the right time. We cannot be driven by our emotion. We can be aware of our emotions. Nineteen, acknowledge your higher power. Recognize that we cannot see the bigger picture, but God can. He knows what we need and don't need and will never lead us astray. Putting our trust and faith in the great divine, praying, seeking guidance and answers and listening as they come is the key to lasting patience. There's one more and I know I'm late. Let go. Let go of the need to know it all now. Let go of the need to be perfect. Let go of the desire to control your life or relationships. Let go of all you cannot understand. Let yourself trust that all will be well and patiently let go. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Until next week.